Listen, we're going to run through some things real quick because uh, we got to remember some things. Here's, here's the reality. All glory be to Christ. Say all glory be to Christ. Listen, um, if you're new here, this is kind of a little bit different Sunday. We want to celebrate what God's been doing with our kids and what they've been learning and talk about the Holy Spirit. But we also, we always have this gap Sunday that we intentionally schedule in before the Advent season because if you're like me, if you're a regular human, I might be a little irregular, but in general, you know that we had summertime and then school started and then somehow people started buying pumpkin spice latte and all of a sudden you have to thaw your turkey then you're buying gifts, and then it's 2022. It's gone. Every year we talk about this, and we push really hard on this idea because we don't have time. We don't have time. We're busy. In fact, right now, I'm texting tech team because they're joking with me about condensing what I got to say because they know I tend to talk too long. Gotcha, brother. And so they know, like, God, we got to go. And I I actually spent all morning before when I got here really early trying to condense my notes as short as I can because we're going to run out of time. We got so many things to do. We got exciting things we want to do in service. We don't have time. I start talking really fast. It all happens so quick. And so quickly then we forget what actually matters. Because when you don't have time, when you're busy, when you're hurried, then you're in control. It's your time. It's your life. It's what matters to you. I've got to buy back time. I've got to make some more time. I've got to adjust things so we got more time as if I'm in control of time. Newsflash, I don't control the time. You don't control the time. It's not your time. This is why we teach this posture. Hold out your hands like this. You don't own anything. Everything you own is future garage sales, your time, your money, your retirement, your life, your kids. They're not yours. God is the creator of all things. All glory be to Christ, right? And so when we step in here and we have this like gap week and we're saying, man, we want to talk about what are we about to approach? We've got Thanksgiving and then guess what? Three days later is the first week of Advent. Then we've got three weeks of that and then it's Christmas. And then we've got the 26th. Then we come to church right after Christmas. There's so many things happening. And maybe you haven't acknowledged that and I just put a whole bunch of anxiety on you. Good. Welcome to the tension. This is our life, man. We struggle. And I'm interested in the fact that all through history, God has given us patterns and rhythm to make sense of the world. Two quick analogies. Um, If you're a musical person, you understand this, but uh, this is a piano. Perfect, right? So if I come up to this piano, how's this feel? You guys like this? This isn't even jazz. This just stings. Hold on. Get some of these guys. Right? No, that doesn't make sense, right? And then even if you're trying to... There's no beat. I would love to play Mary Had a Little Lamb in the wrong beat, but that's really hard. I'm a slave to that tempo. Mary had a little lamb. Right? And so I can do it. But all of a sudden, when you understand music, you understand things have an order to them, right? Name that song. Nope. Name it again. Linus and Lucy nailed it. Who wrote it? Where's Riley when I need her? Vince Giraldi, right? Right? I can't play both hands. I'm not that skilled. Piano music has a rhythm, has a tempo. If we had time, I'd have Tom come up here and he would beat on the cajon. And I'd say, man, this makes sense, right? But if I start playing out of beat, out of tune, it doesn't make sense. Music has a rhythm. But also, in general, uh, other parts like math, uh, give me a three-digit number. Anyone? 139 is what I heard. Give me a single-digit number. Five. Five. 
Okay, this is multiplication. Here we go. We all know how this works, right? There's a rhythm to how you do math. So I'm going to say, uh, let's see, five times, calm down. We got this. Five plus nine. I don't know what that is, but I really like the number four. And then five plus three, wait, three minus one is two. Birds have two eyes. Here's your eyes. This is a bird. I like chicken, so we're going to write chicken, right? And then five times one, if you add five plus one, okay, I have six people in my family. And then Cohen, Asher, Elsie, Bear, Nikki, David. This doesn't make sense. This isn't an answer to this. If I were to say David's family, chicken, four, that does not answer this equation, right? Right. So here's why. Math has boundaries. Say math has boundaries. Life has boundaries. You went to sleep last night, probably, and if you didn't, you're feeling it right now. In general, you sleep, you rise. The whole world has a tempo, has a rhythm, has boundaries. And God has constantly given us these things to remind us of who he is. In fact, all through the Bible, God speaks in sets of 10, right? And you notice that through scripture. A lot of times when God speaks, he speaks 10, right? Ten commandments. At the beginning, when God creates things, he speaks in a rhythm of ten times, right? It's a rhythm throughout scripture. God speaks, and he also creates things in six days, and on the seventh day, he does what? And what does he ask us to do on the seventh day? Why? Because we remember him. God wants us to have a pattern, right? There's this consistent pattern in scripture of how things should exist. And then the Bible even goes broad in that Lamentations 3.22. It talks about how his mercies never end. They're new every morning. Psalms 3.5 says, I lie down and sleep. I woke up again. The Lord sustained me. The God of the universe, the God who created everything, he created you with a rhythm, with a pattern. In fact, the very first thing that happened in Scripture is the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. Tovu vavohu is the Greek or the uh, Hebrew, thank you. And it means the Spirit hovered over the waters. It was formless and void. And then God created order from the chaos. Over and over in Scripture, you see chaos, disunity, brokenness. The Spirit bringing unity, God bringing unity and order. We talk about the chaos and disunity in the church, right? Interesting, the place where we should be unified in the spirit, one body, one faith, one baptism, Ephesians 4. We should be unified in the spirit. First uh, Corinthians 12, Colossians 3. Every time we see this disunity in the church, this tension. But God's created a rhythm to how things should work. And God gave us seasons to say, hey, this is how the world functions. Every place in the earth has seasons. The animals, they're obedient to the seasons. They know this is when we go to the water hole and drink. This is when we go in and take naps. This is when we stay away from predators. Everything has a rhythm. And so when you get out of that rhythm and you try to have family chicken four, it doesn't make sense. Welcome to Thanksgiving and Christmas. Here we have a season of Advent. We have a time to slow down and look to the Lord to say, you've created all things. We're going to remember you. And what happens is everything around you is fighting for something else. Even in thankfulness, it's a twist. Start watching it. So many people are thankful for things that make you give them attention, that make you give yourself attention. You're thankful for how happy you are. Did God create you for your happiness? He created you for his glory and your joy. That's what he created you for. All glory be to Christ. And so even in Christmas, we walk into it, and so many narratives of Christmas come back to saying, let's worship creation. Let's worship things that are lesser. And we forget. Here's the truth. Your forgetter works really great. It's on point. Your remember stinks. Needs an oil change. It's putting along. It's broken. Our remembers are broken. We struggle to remember what's important. 
All through these seasons, you're going to struggle to forget. You're going to get busy. You're going to miss out. And scripture wants us to remember. We could go, I've got a, so many lists of scriptures here about remembering. One of the, when we rebelled against God later on, when God brought his people together in Deuteronomy 6, he says, remember lest you forget, love me with all your heart, soul, and mind, and, and follow me and go and teach people. Uh, when you go about the way, teach your children, lest you forget. That's Deuteronomy 6. Later on in Judges 3, we just went through Judges. What was the main problem? They did evil inside the Lord. They forgot God. They forgot. God says, remember, don't forget. Judges 3, they forgot. Isaiah 46, 9, remember the things of old, for I am God. Psalm 77, 11, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Mark 1, 15, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, it means to rethink about the things you think about, to look in the right vision, to think about things appropriately. Jesus cares about what you're looking at, your vision, what you're remembering. Luke twenty two nineteen. 19, Jesus does the Lord's Supper and he says, do these things in remembrance of me. When Jesus gives the Spirit, John 14, 26, the help of the Holy Spirit when it comes, it will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I've taught to you. What does the Holy Spirit do? Empowers us by reminding us of what Jesus has done. It's the literal power of God coming inside of us to look to Jesus, not to yourself. This is the whole problem. You want to get off on the Holy Spirit? Here's how you go wrong with the Holy Spirit. Everything Bridget said, gold, wonderful, great, quoted scripture. You know how you get off on this? Is when you start worshiping the Holy Spirit and what you do and what power you have. Nothing is yours. Everything comes back to Christ. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and bring to memory Christ, what Christ has taught us. All glory be to Christ. Because Christ died for our sins. Christ rose to defeat Satan, sin, and death. You didn't do that. I didn't do that. But our, our remember stinks. In fact, we get off on all these out-of-bounds, out-of-equation systems. We try to follow a life that doesn't have the same beat, doesn't have the right tempo. When you try to write your own tempo, it's a cool mantra, right? March, march to the beat of your own drummer. It's a cool idea. It's not what God created you for. God created you for His glory. Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, we talked about this when we went through Judges. Look at all these great cloud of witnesses we have, but look to Jesus. Set aside all these things that entangle us, the sin. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Church, the reason we walk into Thanksgiving and Advent so slowly, and the reason we say we're going to take time to really drill down on it, it's because your forgetter works really well. My forgetter works so good. And we're going to forget. In fact, by the end of today, you're going to forget. And Thanksgiving's going to roll around. And we'll be tempted to make it just about the good food we eat and family and fall flavors and things that might just bring us ourselves joy. But all glory be to Christ. Why, did, why do you have these things you celebrate? Why do you feel so wired to gather together and to have celebrations? God has given us celebrations to point to Him. In fact, your Thanksgiving celebration, the reason you're done with it and you want more and you wish you had more food and more time with your family is because it pulls us towards eternity. God desires for us to eternally be in a right relationship with Him and with each other and with the world so that we can forever eat great food and fry turkey and gobble, gobble, gobble for His glory. That we can ever have gifts that never become garage sale or break or throw away. That we live in love, joy, peace, and hope through Christ forever. That we're always opening gifts from the Lord. This is the world God created us for. And so we want to take some time as a church to walk us through together 
through the Spirit of God, as the Spirit reminds us of all things, reminds us of Jesus, we want to look to Him during this Thanksgiving season. Thanksgiving is a time where we remember the sufficiency of Christ and we give thanks to Him. What are we remembering? Remembering that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. That He's with us always. This is the gospel. Jesus said, repent and believe in the gospel. What is the gospel? Here's a definition of the gospel for you, church. Although we bring sin and death into the good world God created. The work of Jesus rescues and restores all creation into the eternal right relationship with the Lord, secured by His Holy Spirit, bringing glory to the Lord and uh, ceaseless joy to those who believe, just as He promised through Scripture. This is what we're remembering. Remembering King Jesus. Remembering that He is doing, doing what He's always promised. But we struggle. We forget. And so we walk into Thanksgiving to remember and to worship. And then we walk into Advent to declare the sufficiency of Christ through waiting. Why are we waiting? We're remembering all those who waited for the Messiah. And then we're waiting for the Messiah who says he's going to make all things new. Jesus died. He rose again. Through our faith in him, his Holy Spirit enters us, transforms us. And one day we hold to the hope. He says, Revelation 21, behold, I'm making all things new. And so your broken marriage is made new through Christ. Your broken children are made new through Christ. Your broken holiday plans are made new through Christ. All glory be to Christ. Say, all glory be to Christ. All glory be to Christ. But your forgetter works really well like mine. We can say this now. We can hear all these beautiful things about the Spirit. Read the words. Stir each other up. Wanting to see the Spirit moves in our lives. And then we forget. We need to remember. We want to declare. So this next week, we've got Thanksgiving. It's coming up very quickly, right? And you guys all have plans. I would want to encourage a very specific application in your life. Please take time to count your blessings. Please take time to actually sit with yourself, with someone else. If you do it with yourself, share it with someone else. And say, here are the things in my life that must declare our glory be to Christ. Because all good things are objectively good. They point to an objectively good source. as philosophy, right? And that source is the Lord who created all good things. And so when you have things in your life, you say, man, I'm just really excited my family is gathered today. I'm really excited that I got to eat this good stuffing, right? Point to Jesus and say, I'm excited that King Jesus is Lord. Glory be to Christ. That's your homework this week. When you're being thankful, try to find thankfulness that points you to who Jesus is, not thankfulness that points back to how great you are, how your life is happy. And then after that, we're going to start celebrating Advent together. We're going to declare the sufficiency of Christ through the discipline of waiting. Uh, every year, uh, Miss Carrie, myself, Bridget, a few other people, we work to try to say, here are some, we'll stay up here for now, Carrie, but you can start heading up here. Here are some ways that you can celebrate Advent as a family. Uh, I think it was last year, maybe it was two years ago, I brought my wife up here and interviewed her. It was probably the worst moment of her life. She didn't want to be up here. But we talked about all the ways my family has struggled with Advent because you insert all these things and you want to make it meaningful and then some things flop. We as a church want to say, hey, here are some opportunities. Here are some things that you can get. They're going to be on the table right here. We're going to put them on the stage. But Carrie's going to explain some things that help us walk through this season of Advent so we can slow down and remember. Because our forgetter works really well. We forget things and we twist them to be about us. That's been the, the fall from the beginning. You can be like God, the serpent said. You can know good from evil for yourself. We say, no, 
We want to say all glory be to Christ. We need help remembering. We need the church. We need each other. And so here's some opportunities that we do to help remember during this season. Carrie, tell me what we got. So last year we gave every family that had kiddos an Advent box. And I hope you know where it is. And I hope you kept it all together and that you can open it up and start right again this year with the same things. You should only have to replace Icing and graham crackers, I think. Everything else should be in there. Don't use the icing and graham crackers from last year. Okay? But um, a simple Advent wreath. If you don't have an Advent wreath, you can print an Advent wreath off and color it together as a family and put some candles on top of it. Um, Please practice candle safety with your children during this season. We used to make one every year. That was one of the things that we failed at as Newtons. We said, every year we're going to make a new Advent wreath. And then after year two is like, this is exhausting. So we've got, we've got one that constantly falls apart that we can throw into a tub and then we get it out and it's got four candles. It works good. Yeah. You don't even have to go, you go to Hobby Lobby and buy one if you don't want to color one, but they're just a simple wreath. Cut paper. Will work. Okay. Then um, we have Miss Vicki found this lovely Advent reading calendar color page that she sent me that has verses all around the outside. So you can be very simple this year. And each day you color a little part of the picture and read the verses with your family there. We have an activity calendar. Nope, this one. Got it. Yep. Activity calendar of different things you can do with your family each day uh, leading up. Now, you're going to fail, right? You're, you're going to miss a day. It's okay. It's all right. You're going to miss four days. It's okay. You're going to just start over. You're going to either go back or you're going to start where you left off or go to the first day that you can find something your kids want to do. It's okay. You don't have to do it in order. Okay? This um, is an article from Focus on the Family, and it's Ways to Keep Christ in Christmas. And there were some really good suggestions there. But what I want you to hear me say, parents, is don't overwhelm yourselves, okay? Don't make this difficult. Don't, you don't need Pinterest, okay? Like, it's Advent. They've been doing it for centuries. It's going to be okay, all right? You're reading scripture together with your family. That's the important part. Um, we have this fancy... Okay. Little Village Advent Guide. So from... my uh, my family uses this now. This is what we've landed on, and it's uh, just each week, man. It just we get together on Sunday nights. Sometimes Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday when we mm-hmm. miss Sunday. Uh, sometimes we do one Saturday night and one Sunday night. You know what I mean? So because uh, you get behind, but we do these things, and it's a great little packet. It's colorful, super helpful for kids. We've got uh, I don't know my kids' ages, but they're ten, eight, whatever. They're in that realm. They're young, and so we use this. It's great. <laughs> I think they're on the even years. That's 10, right. 10, 10, 10, um, and then for 8, adults, 30. we have this John Piper, um, Good News of Great Joy. We've used this one for a couple of years. You may already have it at home. If you don't have a copy of it, we'll have some over here on the table. Um, and then there's on our website, if you go to the Advent page, there's a couple others from Right Now Media. There's always new ones every year on Right Now Media. You're welcome to get that. If you're more of a watch a video for a few minutes person than read a something for a few minutes person, we have right now media for you. If you don't have access to that, please call me this weekend and we'll get that for you. And then um, teenagers, I will give you yours on Wednesday night, your Advent um, things for Wednesday night. Thank you. Okay. These, uh, this might just seem like information. It might just seem like homework. But I want you to remember today that your forgetter is better than your rememberer. And that sounds like a cutesy little pastor thing to say. And I'm not really into pastor jokes and things and, and all that whatnot. But in general, 
you forget, I forget. And, and even looking at this, some of you are like, I, I ain't got time for that, right? You don't have time in general, like, right? And, and some of us have a lot more time to watch Office reruns or King of the Hill. Maybe those aren't your shows, Gilmore Girls, whatever. We got plenty of time for that. We don't have time for Advent. You forget it works really well. And so we as a church want to push and say, listen, they forgot God in Israel. That was the problem. And then Jesus is pushing so hard. Do this in remembrance of me. Here's things I've given you to remember me. All through scripture is about remembering, looking to the Lord. And as you look to him and you acknowledge who God is, his spirit transform you, your only option is to worship him, to be thankful, to open your hands, God, say, God, this is it. I've got nothing in light of who you are, knowing you, remembering you and all you've done, I can only worship you. This is why we teach this posture so much. I encourage you, whether you're uh, individual, young family, old family, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, whoever you are, grab some of these. And if you need help with something, if you, if you need more resources, let us know. We want to help you as a church because we need to be working together. We're one body. Many weeks I have you look across the room and find eyes with someone and say, you need me and I need you in Christ. We need each other because we're going to forget. Our families are going to forget and we're going to struggle. And so we take these times, these rhythms, these routines God's given us. This is why we show up in church on Saturday. This is why we have different events that we consistently do. They give us routines to look to Jesus because we struggle. There are a lot of things in your life that want you to remember so much of this time is commercialism, consumerism, it's just, and you get sick of hearing it because it's like the Charlie Brown episode over and over and over. Ah, quit talking about it. Every Hallmark movie is about it. Turns out we need to find the true meaning of Christmas. Aha! Stop. In general, everything wants your attention. Your phone, billboards, the radio, whatever your thing is, everything wants, most of us, it's our phone. They want our attention. People are being paid thousands of dollars a day to, give, to grab your attention billion-dollar industry, to remember them, remember their product. And the Lord is saying, I have all authority. I'm with you always, Emmanuel. So during this season, we want to encourage you to remember, to take a moment to wait, to celebrate the sufficiency of Christ through waiting, and take this time to be thankful to remember the Lord. That's what we're doing. We're going to have a time of response right now. I don't know what the Lord's speaking to you about. Uh, Nathan's going to come and play a song. And uh, during this time, you can take time to just worship. Open your hands and worship. Maybe you need to give your life to the Lord. And you say, man, I've never done that. This is my time. I want to come and, and give my life to the Lord. Maybe, you know, there, there's things in your life. You say, man, I've never, I've never been baptized. I've never just taken, taken a step boldly to declare to other people my faith. Maybe you need to join the church, or more specifically, maybe you just need to grab someone around your family and say, we want to pray right now during this time that we slow down to remember the Lord. We slow down to declare His sufficiency, that He's enough, that we don't need to be more, do more, have more, buy more. He's sufficient. He's enough. So as we sing this song, we declare who Jesus is, what He's done for us. Take time to open your hands, maybe pray with those around you. And declare the sufficiency of Christ as we learn to wait, as we learn to remember and worship Him. Nathan, will you lead us? God, I pray that you would guide this time. As there's, there's so many things that you've spoken in the service. We've heard about your spirit. We've heard about, about the rhythms in life you've given us. All these things, we want to look to you. God, we want to, to declare your sufficiency. We want to remember your sufficiency. God, I, I pray through the power of your spirit right now that you would speak to us, that you would give us pause. Give us this moment to look to you together as one body. If there's someone here who doesn't know you, I pray that you would give them the boldness to take action on that. 
Help us to use these seasons, these rhythms that you've given us, Father, to look to you, to remember King Jesus. Guide us as we worship you in response now. Amen.